Welcome to He Restores My Soul with Jannie Ortland and Heidi Howerton, where you can find encouragement for your busy life through God's renewing mercies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to He Restores My Soul with Jannie Ortland and Heidi Howerton. We're glad to be with you today. Thanks for tuning into this episode. We've been working through the Ten Commandments together. I hope it has helped you as much as it's helped Heidi and me. We really have benefited from thinking about His loving law to us and how we can leave a legacy of that to the children in our lives. We're talking about the fourth commandment. This will be our final episode, we think. (laughs) You never know when the two of us get talking. We think it'll be our final episode on the fourth commandment, which says, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Heidi, are Sundays ever hard for you? No, Jannie, Sundays can be so hard. Let me tell you about one of my hardest struggles is that Because we live very far out in the country, it takes us a long time to get to church. It can be a 40 to 45 minute drive. And we like to go to Sunday school, which starts at nine. But our service, main service, often doesn't get out until noon. And so for a season, what I found on Sundays is that we needed to be out the door by eight. We wouldn't get home until one or one thirty. And in that span of time, there's a meal that needs to happen. It's lunch. And I, we would go some Sundays and I would not pack any food and the kids would be hungry and Mike would be hungry and then we'd stop to get food. But I thought, oh, now we're spending money. We don't need to do this. And so I just realized I needed to start packing everybody lunch for Sunday. So not only do we have to get the children dressed and make breakfast and put the dishes away, but somehow I had to figure out a lunch. And for a while, I'm, this is so embarrassing to say, but I struggled with the sin. I got really grumpy and complained and would be harsh in Mike. I don't want to do this. Why do I always have to make lunch? It's so embarrassing to say out loud. But the Lord helped me as I repented of my sin to him, said, Lord, I don't want to be grumpy on Sundays. What can I do? And he helped me. And you know what he helped show me? What? That it's okay to eat like frozen peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. (laughs) So we would buy Uncrustables and I would just unpack them from their plastic containers, put them in the lunchbox. And by noon, they would all be ready to eat. But it made Sunday so delightful for us. I could enjoy it. My kids were happy. My husband was happy. So to realize that sometimes it's okay to not have a home cooked meal or what, what things do I need to do to lessen the burden? So this can be a delight for all of us. Oh, I love that. One of the questions we want to ask on today's podcast is how can we make Sunday fun day for our kids? I love that. Jeannie, what about you? Have you ever struggled on Sundays? I have Heidi. Yes. I'm embarrassed to admit it as well. But one of the hardest things for me as a pastor's wife for many years was getting the kids ready alone, entering church alone, sitting through the service alone. Well, sometimes with my kids, but once they were grown and gone, Sundays can feel lonely to a pastor's wife if her children are gone. They can feel hard. And I needed to repent of that as well. I was so grateful. I had a husband who had been called to ministry. I was so grateful that there was a church that wanted him to be their pastor. So the Lord helped change my heart And I thank him for that. Now let's remember as we begin our episode today that the Lord, when he says, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy, he's giving us a gift. It's not this terrible, harsh 
rule. Remember this. <laughs> it's not a duty. It's a delight. Yes. Yes. He's giving us one-seventh of our time for rest and refreshment and worship. That's a wonderful master to serve. One-seventh of my time? My goodness. How can we help our children learn to love the Sabbath and enjoy it? The coming generations need to see the delight of a Sabbath rest this side of heaven, and they need to see it from us, their moms, their dads, their grandmothers, their aunts, their Sunday school teachers. They need to see that this Sunday is a get-to, not a have-to. Let me illustrate it this way. We lived in Scotland, as many of you know, a lot of my stories come from the four years we lived there because the Lord really entered in and worked on my own heart and soul. But Ray was there earning his PhD at the University of Aberdeen, and we lived in a little village outside of Aberdeen called Bankery. Oh, I do need to take a minute and say hi on our podcast to our bankery friends. I've heard from some of them that they listen in. And so welcome. We're glad you're listening in today. But Ray, while we lived in bankery, Ray assisted at our parish church. And he left really early on Sunday mornings between 630 and 7. It was hard for me to get the kids ready, especially when we had our fourth little one, and help them to be willing to walk to church. We didn't have a car all four years when we were there, so we ended up walking quite a bit to and from church. So I decided I needed to change something because the kids were grumpy, I was grumpy, we'd get to church late and grumpy. And everybody's grumpy. Oh, don't you hate that? <laughs> yes. oh. So I decided to try to make Sunday morning the best morning of the week. I mean, I could get the children up and ready for school five days a week. What's so different about Sunday? Come on, Janny. What we started doing was making a, a fun yeast dough on Saturday that the kids could knead and hit with their hands and roll out. And we'd sprinkle it with cinnamon and sugar and make several cinnamon rolls to rise overnight. And then I'd get up early, pop them in the oven, and the kids would wake up to that wonderful aroma, which I think still brings us back in our hearts to our tiny kitchen there along Royal D side. Do you still have this yeast dough recipe, Janie? Could you share it with us? Oh, I suppose I could. Should we put it on our yes, website? Yes, we'll put it on our transcript. If you're interested in this yeast dough recipe, I know I am. We'll put it up there with the, the transcript for you to find. Okay, hopefully I can find it. If not, I'll tell you next episode. <laughs> I made sure on uh, Saturday that the kids' clothes were ready to put on without the needless tension and friction of, I can't find my shoe, Mom, or... This button is broken or my zipper won't work. And then after a special breakfast of our, our cinnamon rolls, and usually I'd scramble some eggs, something simple but fun, a little bit abnormal for us rather than just the cold cereal or oatmeal I'd fix. We'd set out walking with what we called in Scotland sweeties in my pocket, tiny candies. And I would use those sweeties to reward cheerful conversation or quick obedience or kindness. 
on the way we would talk about what a special hour was before us, the one hour of the whole week where we could worship God together with our friends. I would tell them how mom needed her children to sit very quietly for just this one hour so that I could listen and pray and sing and give and celebrate the sacraments. There were no nurseries the first few years we lived in Scotland. I encouraged them to try to join as they were able, and we would just walk along. I'd I'd say something like, who can walk to the next driveway with a smile on their face? (laughs) If they did, they got a little candy. Who can think of one nice thing to say about their older brother before we get to those red flowers at the end of the street? And if they could, they got a sweetie. Who can tell mommy one thing they like about today? And we would just try to think positive thoughts as we walked along, rather than my having to say, stop hitting your brother. Come on, hurry up. We've got to get there. We'll be late. It was trying to motivate them in a positive way. Then we would sit during the service, and sometimes I rewarded them for sitting quietly, especially during the sermon, which can be long. On the way home, we'd get the wiggles out with happy words from me about our worship and fellowship and I would thank them for loving me and honoring Jesus and respecting all the grown-ups around them with their quiet bodies and mouths. And it was just a great time for me to affirm them. To this day, we still have a special sit-down breakfast on Sunday mornings whenever the kids are home or whenever we have company here. We love Sunday mornings. But now what about the rest of the day? How can we make Sundays different? delightfully different, a holy delight for our families. Well, one thing I had to do was learn to get my work done in six days. I needed to follow God's example in this. Why did this seem, Heidi, like a punishment to me rather than a delight? Oh, why did that make me resentful? Lord, you want one whole day? I have so much to do. You've given me so much to do. Well, I think it's because I love to carry my own burdens, and I I kind of lift my busyness high to validate my own worth. That's crazy. It's pride. Somehow, my washing machine always seems to call to me on Sunday afternoons. Does yours, Heidi? Mostly my grocery list. That Sunday, I think, oh, I need to order groceries. Yes. Yes, there's usually something as we're facing into our week. My friend, Anne, raised four active big boys and one beautiful daughter. Plus, she had a continual flow of students who needed housing and visiting missionaries and frequent house guests. Now she's helping with her many grandchildren along with hosting many others. Her laundry room is always full of socks and sweats and shirts and sheets. (laughs) She told me that once, after hearing a man preach on the fourth commandment, she asked him, Do you think it's all right for me to do laundry on Sunday? What did he answer her? Why would you want to do laundry on Sunday? (laughs) Indeed, that's the case. You know, why do we want to keep working seven days a week? You see, we follow God's pattern by working hard for six days and then resting. 
He not only rests, but he calls us to rest with him. Oh, what a wonderful God we serve. He structures our calendar for our blessing. And he instructs us to call others within our spheres of influence into that blessing. When we read in Exodus 20 about the commandment, this commandment in particular, it says, and your, your son and your daughter and your maidservant and your man, manservant, give them all rest, even your cattle, <laughs> give them rest. When our kids were little, we encouraged them to try to get their homework done on Saturday so they could really enjoy the Lord's Day. I don't pay bills or clean my house or do my taxes or finish up that big pile of ironing on Sunday. And I rejoice in that now. What a blessing to have a day that is different from all the rest. Now, I will add, we have needs all seven days of the week, and sometimes emergencies do arise. But God wants to provide seven days worth of needs through six days of work. Let's be women who learn to trust God to make up the difference. God wants us to lift up our heads from our deadlines and shopping lists and laundry piles and take time to look at Him. He's calling us to leave enough of a margin in our lives for Him to show us how much He cares and loves us. God wants to protect and nurture us by giving us a day that is different from the other seven days each week, a day where we can savor the sweetness of life with Him. The word Sabbath comes from the Hebrew word meaning to cease or to rest. It's a day to step back from the onslaught of everyday obligations in order to refresh ourselves in God's goodness and grace. Thomas Watson put it this way, God made this day on purpose to raise the heart to heaven, to converse with him, to do angels' work. You see, this is not just a family day. It is the Lord's day. It's a day to walk, to talk, to read, to rest, to play games, to visit neighbors or shut-ins. Real needs must still be met on the Sabbath. As you said, Heidi, your kids still needed to be fed. When God gave us the Sabbath, he meant it as a blessing for man, a gift for us, not simply a formal observance. How will you, dear listener, live out the fourth commandment and give a Sabbath rest to those around you? How will you delight in it, plan for it, and differentiate it from every other day of the week? How will you live out this wonderful gift and give it to your children? Well, let's talk about how we can teach our children about this fourth commandment. I wonder how your your memory work is going. Are, Have you learned the first three commandments? I hope so. Don't ask your children to do something that you're not willing to enter wholeheartedly into along with them. Try writing your verses out on index cards and keeping them near you for easy reference. You can go over them in car line or as you're doing chores together. Review Psalm 119 verse 18. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Oh, what a wonderful prayer. And then work on memorizing this fourth commandment. Let me encourage you to keep working on the Ten Commandments with your children. 
Deuteronomy 32, 46 through 47 says, For this is no empty word for you, but your very life. Oh my goodness. The Ten Commandments are not empty words. They're our very life from God. He's telling us how life works. Let's listen to him. Let's teach our children how life works. Now, remember, we've encouraged moms with younger children at home to get a big red heart and have a mirror in the middle so we can remember that the law can't cleanse us, but it's like a mirror we can look into to see where we need cleansing. And by now, hopefully, you've written the first three commandments up on the left side of your heart. Write the fourth one and talk it over with your children. Discuss how you spend your Sundays now. Talk with them. What do Sundays look like for us? Listen to what your child likes and doesn't like about the way your family spends each Sunday. Now, I'm going to give you a few verses to look up as well, and I just want to remind our listeners, Heidi, about our transcript. Yes, all of these, you can go on to our website, derestoresmysoul.org, and look up these different verses and the activities to do with your kids. Mm -hmm. I would encourage you some night for your evening or maybe during breakfast you do family devotions. Get out your Bibles and read Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. It's where God created the Sabbath. And then turn to Exodus chapter 31. 16 through 17, Exodus 31, 16 through 17, and discuss the whole idea of Sabbath with your child. Who made it? Why? Does God ever get tired? Did he have to rest? Was he so exhausted he had to take a break? And look up the word covenant in the dictionary with your children. Write out your own definition of what a covenant is so they really understand what a, a promise looks like when you, God and you make an agreement, a promise together, a pledge. You know, covenant is mentioned more than 300 times in Scripture. It would be great for your children to understand what that is. Another day, you could look at Mark chapter 2, verses 23 through chapter 3, verse 6, and talk about what Jesus did and taught about the Sabbath. It's very interesting to look at his life and how the Pharisees criticized him for how he spent his Sabbaths. Discuss why God encourages us to honor the Sabbath on Sunday. And then talk about how you make certain days special in your family, like birthdays or holidays or the last day of school or graduations. Help your child to see how Sunday is a special day. Think of one new way you as a family can make Sunday more delightful. Ask your kids for ideas. What would make it a fun day for them? And then draw a small picture of this new idea and tape it near the fourth commandment. Pray about it and put it into practice this next Lord's Day. Afterwards, talk about how it went or if they have any more ideas. Oh, may the Lord give us a generation of children who love Sundays, who love remembering the Sabbath, who love to worship the Lord and make one day 
out of each week special because God has given it to them as his unique gift to the ones he loves. Thank you for joining us today. This podcast is generously funded through Renewal Ministries. If you would like to discover more about Jannie and Ray's ministry or make a donation, visit their website at renewalministries.com. If you have a question for Jannie or would like to learn more about this podcast, please visit our website at herestoresmysoul.org.